you once again for tuning into another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your hosts, Barry 3D. Carter, you know the joke. Hey! How you doing? On my side, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that's got the tables rocking all night long. And uh, keeps night. going. Uh, like, more than the Energizer battery, my friend, my cousin, the one and only DJ Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another episode. We got something for you. Something different. Something familiar. Nah, it's different. You you gonna you gonna like this. You gonna like this one. That's what I'm gonna say. You gonna like this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will. You will. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. With the plan, Venner's make it the man, and we just gotta go through and do our shadows real quick. So first and foremost, remember we are now part of the Subculture Podcast Network. Keep an eye out for us and all the other podcasts that are part of that network, and spread it around. We can, we you know, we're okay being your second favorite podcast. How's that? How's that? We want to be your second favorite podcast. Keep your first. Let us be second. Anyone else can come in on that show. Good. All right. Cool. On top of that, if you gotta go out and do something, you want to start buying books. To succeed, some of the characters we talk about. For our friends over here in Ontario, go and check out, uh, make a trip down to Kitchener. Huge store. Go and check out Wild Comics with our friend Wes. Tell them you heard about, tell them you heard about them on the Iconist podcast. They will say hi mm-hmm. and they'll definitely hook you up. For our friends out in Montreal, please make a trip down over to the South Shore and go and check out Check Swings. That, that comic story, tell Trevor and the rest of the guys we said hi. They will appreciate it. And we're still waiting for some of you to send in pictures of your favorite comic book stores so we can see comic book stores from around the world all right on top of that another fan of the show and friend of the show is miss brandy ford she has her show uh magazine the writer and the wit that is out and she has her show on 4680.q so 4680q.com and the show comes on mondays and wednesdays at two o'clock and then at uh, noon on saturday so and it's also on spotify so there you go links down below on top of that as I said, uh, I do stand-up comedy. If you want to see where I'm going to be at and what's going on in my life, check out Barry3D.com. And when I'm not running solo and I'm with my other comedy troupe that I'm a part of, that's a touch of gray matter. So keep an eye out for myself, Dave Sekulowski, and Zolf Ali. We are a touch of gray matter. We have a lot of fun. We're doing some shows here and there and everywhere. Night we stand. Mm-hmm. Now, for our friends, if you want to turn around and... Um, oh, it's not even... Good. Can we find you? Well, you you know you can find me. You can find me on the World Wide Web, as I say. You can find me on Instagram at Mister Rod C. You can find me in the world of uh, Twitch TV forward slash DJ Rod C. You also can find me in the world of TikTok. You can find me at DJ Rod C one. That's DJ Rod C one. That's where you will find me. Let's go. Let's go. Now, just getting down to the end of it, you too, if you're sitting at home and you say, hey, these guys have a lot of fun on their podcast. I want to do a podcast. Well, you got to do what we do. First, you got to go over to Podbean. You go to Podbean, and that's where you could too can start your podcast journey. And it's simple, it's easy, and it's not too expensive. You're good to go. I know some things are really expensive. This one, you're good. And if you want to find us, we are on there as iconis.podbean.com. That's where you can find our show. And of course, mm-hmm. if you're going to do a show like that, you need to have some graphic work. And the best thing to do is find a graphic artist. Don't have to look for one. We got one for you. Who are we talking about, Rod? Day for Digital Art. Mr. Jason Reese, J. Bro Digital Arts. He is the graphic designer. He's got work on everything. So please hit him up. Let him know you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, and he will give you a discount. On the work. Make a saving somewhere because Christmas is around the corner. No mm. time at the present. 
Well, now it brings us to the end of the month. Here we are, the end of November. We've gone through our theme of military. And and this, we you know, we're doing our Remembrance Month instead of Remembrance Day. But it should be all year round to thank the troops who made the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, to fight for our freedoms. We can wake up and be safe and sound in our own homes. We thank you. We We thank you a lot for everything you do. And even though we don't see it all, we thank you for it. So that's all we have to say on that. And a uh, special shout out to our, our number one fan, John. We do this one in your honor once again. Thank you, sir, for your service. Okay. So in this month, we have covered the unknown soldier. Right? Gotcha, gotcha. Then we got back a little bit home patriot with a super soldier in Canuck. Right on. Then we took mm-hmm. it in a different direction, and we wanted to give you some realism, and that was the Nam by Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we figured, hey, we've done a lot of ground stuff, military. Now it's it's time for uh, aerial assault. So, with that said, on today's episode of the Iconist Podcast, we are talking about sit with it, Rod, Black Hawk. Blackhawks. Put the plural. The plural. Blackhawks. Let's go. There's Blackhawks and Blackhawks. You know, we're going to start off that journey with Blackhawk. Hawk. That's right. Blackhawk. So this started way back. So um, we, we how far back? Well, we're going to go with that. So Blackhawk made its original debut in 1941 in August. Wow. And it ran from 1941 up to 1956 under Quarterly Comics. Now, why did it stop in 1956? Very simple. DC don't create, they they acquire. From there, DC Comics <laughs> turned around and acquired Blackhawk well, and, of course, other characters. And it, that comic book series from 1957 to present day. Now. It's mm-hmm. still going in different variations up to now. And it's gone from Blackhawk to Blackhawks, Lady Blackhawk, with with the, the mention of, you know, Birds of Prey. So you read The Birds of Prey by Gail Simone and... You'll see Lady Blackhawk in there was teaming up with them. She's had her solo adventures, but she's part of that team. But where did that team come from? Well, this is what it comes down to. So they made their first appearance in Military Comics, issue number one, back in 1941 in August, under Quarterly Comics. This team consisted, and it, it had a changing roster most of the time. So they, it started off with five, or they went to seven, it was eight, and it kind of went back down to seven. So, But it has some main characters. But there's some mystery behind it. Mystery. Mystery. So the mystery is... Blackhawk. Blackhawk. So what you'd see is they are an air squadron. They fly a particular type of plane. They were out during World War II. And it was like a United Nations of Air Force. I will date myself. If you ever watched the movie Mega Force, cheesy movie, but I love it. It was almost like, almost, here it is. So Mega Force in a nutshell was a military you know, elite soldier group with advanced technology, pretty much like G.I. Joe. They had a representative from each place that the United Nations represent from all over the world to fight terrorism. That was a concept of mega force. It was campy. I loved it. It kind of, you know, all right, there we go. Your Blackhawk was like this. So the whole thing with Blackhawk is, so Blackhawk, sorry, before we get into the storyline of that, so Blackhawk was really made by Duck, uh, Sidera, with influences yeah. by Bob Powell, 
And the, the name I recognized right away was Will Eisner. Hmm. Was Will Eisner, you're saying? Well, if you remember the comic book, The Spirit, Will Eisner was the creator of The Spirit. Yes, I know they did a movie with Samuel L. Jackson and uh, some other people, and it was Frank Miller who kind of turned around and did it in a Sin City kind of way. So it was already that black and white with the red tie. And there was other movies after that or before that of, of The Spirit. But that's Will Eisner's work, which is, you know, well-renowned uh, for for what he's done for that character. But we're going to talk about Blackhawk. So Blackhawk came around. And so Blackhawk, all that team was dressed in black aviation outfits. They had on the caps. Blackhawk, the, who's the commander, was the only one that had an emblem on his chest of a black. It was almost like Hawkman symbol uh, right. to a degree. But that's what he looked like. And that's um, what he found. And he had different people from all over the world. Right. So there's um, the whole story with Blackhawk is he was in a plane uh, fighting during World War One. Sorry, World War Two. Uh, there was another pilot that he started fighting, and he turned around and he started dogfighting. He ended up, even though his plane was damaged, he shot down six other planes. And then his plane finally got shot down. It crashed. They all thought he died. He survived. Surprise! And then he's running back to his village in Poland. And while he's running back to this small town in Poland to the farm that his family owned, the the, the commander of the, 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 the squadron that he was fighting turned around and bombed that barn henceforth right. killing his sister and injuring his brother i hope i didn't get that backwards yes injuring killing his sister and injuring his brother so it was very almost like a snake eyes kind of thing where you're losing family members from the how gi joe was and he turned around and said okay he wants vengeance and then he goes away about a month later you see him over in england and he's joining the royal um the uh the, the raf or, you know the royal air force Right, so in the UK, the Royal Air Force—that's what he's going to join, and he's trying to get in there to, of course, join. And he meets other people. One person was like a sidekick that he studied with, and he was a, a, a renowned pilot himself. And and that's how he went on. And then that wasn't working out for him; they, they couldn't get into the Royal Air Force. So the original story was him and a couple of guys got together who were ace pilots, saved their own money, bought the planes that they use, painted them, put the emblem on there. And that's how Black Hawk started. So Black Hawk, even though it was a comic and it was a team, it was one man. The rest of them all had their own names. And the joke is, and it's gone back and forth, right? So Black Hawk himself, at the very beginning, was known as Polish. He was a Polish background. Yep. You know, and then they made it, he said he was Polish-American. And then he went back, oh, he's Polish, but he moved to America. So his, his origin changes. What we never get is his name. We know him as Black Hawk. There's no That's name, it. right? Is he Philip? Mm. Is he Steve? Is he mm. Mary? Is he mm. Mark? No, mm. we, we never get his name in all this running. It was always, he got the name at one point. They, they tried to give him a name uh, real quickly, but it, it didn't seem to, to stick. Uh, but he never really had an official name. Name. Right. And, and now that got me thinking. It's, a, it's almost like a secret society. Now, you would see Black Hawk has made appearances in um, GI Justice League Unlimited cartoon. You see the Black Hawk team. There was a three part crossover where they're time yep. traveling, fighting Vandal Savage. And they had to fight the wheels of destruction or the wheel of, you know, which one of these mass things was from the Black Hawk comic. So when you see the planes and you see that giant wheel, the wheel, war wheel, the war wheel, there we go. That yep. was from the Black Hawk comic. 
that, that whole idea came from. So it show you how dated ideas still can still resurface and be tangible. And Bruce, Tim, and the team made that so much fun. On top of that, have you seen Blackhawk in live action? And I'm jumping back and forth. I want to say yes, but he wasn't his traditional self. Rod, do you know where he showed up live action? Let me see. I no, I came. No, I don't. You know what? Let me go with no. No. Okay. Educate right. me. Where? Educate you. Educate you. He showed up in uh, season one. Was it season two? Uh, anyway, one and two. Uh, Arrow. Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. Mm. The only thing is. He retired from the army, and he started his own group, uh, Black Hawk Protection. But they were criminals. They were using their. It was a group of them using their military savvy to rob armored trucks in Arrow. So he was totally out of character. Right, that was the closest we got of Black Hawk being represented live action. At the time, they they so that was a twist. We'll just we'll just leave that at that. Totally off, you know. We know he was military. They they kind of go with that kind of thing, but that's as far as it goes. So, as I said, uh, you know, let me go down. So you had, for example, you had Blackhawk, who was the leader of the team, right? And then you had uh, Stanlisis, who was a right hand man, ace pilot. Also on the team, you had Andre, right? Um, and then, of course, now some of it. Keep in mind, it's dated. Okay, nineteen forties. All right. They had uh, an Asian on the team, and his name was Chop Chop. Okay, moving. We had another person named Chuck. We had another person named uh, Hendrickson. And finally, Olaf. So, you know, you had someone that was, uh, um, you know, Swedish. You had someone that was Japanese. You had Polish. Um, you had uh, British, French. You know, all, all these. It was, it was literally the, the UN put together this team, or they put it together themselves. And, you know, later on, you get uh, Lady uh, Lady Blackhawk. Now, she had three different names. There was three different women that represented that and took that title. But that was Lady Blackhawk who came across later on in the issues. So that comic ran for so long. So I, I, it was the original runs, like over 200 issues. Like easy. Two, yeah. 250, you know, Blackhawk ran and, and it's one of the longest running comics under a single name, single run, all these years. And then, of course, it changed to Blackhawks and so forth like that. So that that was it. Did you did you read any of the Blackhawk comics, Rod? I for our for for this, I did read come I did read some, and right. you know, finding out that because it was very, um, you know, like you said, Air Squadron and stuff along that line. So that was. It, it, I wasn't really pulled into that, and that was me personally. That's right. why I never really picked up on Blackhawk back in the days. But watching it now with a different, you know, with a different eye, different sight, thinking about, you know, the the theme for this month. Oh yeah, it, it's it makes you just realize, like, you know, how how futuristic it was at that time. Because even then, when I, with the research, you start to find out that when this was at, at the height. In the in the 1940s, like they routinely, like you, they nearly, they were like one of the, the top selling comics at the time. The only yeah. thing that beat them was Superman. Let that sink in for a second. Let that sink in, just to show you that that time 
that definitely the popularity for it definitely pulled in a lot of kids, a lot of, you know, a lot of young people enjoyed it, you know, having the aerial type of, you know, dog fighting aspirations and stuff in that regard. They definitely, you know, lean into it very nicely. And that was one of the reasons why they're able to pull out over 200 different episodes, um, uh, issues and basically making a very top, top paying, uh, a top selling comic to this day. Absolutely. That's what blows my mind is when you read it, you're like, how many issues did it have? Like 250 something issues. I can be, it was a lot and still going on up to now. I, I look at it, it's like how we, and I said it before, we, right now we have Call of Duty and other video games, Rainbow Six, so forth like that, that act mm. as a somewhat game, but somewhat army military recruiter. Back then, you had someone, you had to go to an office, you had someone out there meeting the people saying, hey, join the military, join the military, join the army, join the Navy, join the Air Force, right? Video games have now replaced that. You play it, and they're like, oh, this is cool, I'm going to join the military. And then, of course, it makes them more savvy, because now, when they get in there, they're hardcore into playing these games. They understand what these weapons look like. They might not understand. They might not know how it feels holding it. Mm-hmm. But they can identify like a Desert Eagle to an AK-47 to uh, whatever guns, rifles, or whatever, and, and and the capabilities. They know which gun, how many bullets it holds. You know right. the magazine if you can upgrade it or not. And these are all real specs, so they know right away. Of said, hey, there's your rifle. You know, if you got an old school soldier, like, all right, here's a rifle to someone today who just joined the army. He's going to go, oh, yeah, this rifle carries this many rounds with this much range. Right. It can do this much. It's got piercing damage. If I put it on this setting, it can do this. It can go automatic, semi-automatic. And, it's, and, the, and the old school soldier will be like, how'd you know? Did you read a book? Call of Duty, sir. Follow what? Rainbow Six, sir. No, rainbows have more than six colors, right? It's, it's going to throw it off. So this was a totally different spin on that that we finally mm-hmm. you know we've had ground combat and i know there's other comics we did not cover and it's just because of lack of time and we'll cover those definitely in the future yeah but it's gone from infantry to vehicle combat you know uh sea land air sea navy seals kind of thing and now we're covering mm-hmm. air so it made it interesting that you know at the time flying a plane dog fighting as you put it, it had another you know pilot always has a certain air about them mm-hmm. I, I i don't mean like they're conceited it's just like you see a pilot and you're like oh that's cool you right. do something. Like, pilots have their uniforms you walk in you say hey i'm a pilot you know they got the pilot jackets they got the goggles right they got the you yep. picture them with the white scarf and a leather jacket with a fur inside collar it's a certain level of skill and knowledge that are needed to be Pilot. Mm-hmm. But of course, on top of it, they have their ground skills too. I mean, in the case of the plane goes down, they have their basic military training, depending on which branch they're coming from. And most of the time, it's it's the the Navy, right? The Navy or, or Air Force under okay. which Force. division. So this makes it really, really interesting. Um, and and it's a different take on it. And and when they're using things that exist, like the planes that they used were planes that existed. It was the uh, 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 Grumman XF5F Skyrocket. That was that was a plane that they used in the comic book. They didn't try to modify it. They drew it as is. All they did was change the color scheme to like black and orange or all black, and they put the symbol on that plane. That was their plane. 
And that right. first flight of that plane happened in 1940 of April 1st. They retired the plane December 11th of 1944. United, United States, so its primary user was intended by United States Navy. And it had like different variants, right? This was what this whole thing came about. <laughs> so why they took that particular plane? Right, why not? This is mm. this is um, how comics come in and bring things to life at the time. It's just like how video games take certain things and bring it into life. You know, what you might see as experimental today could be reality tomorrow. Just a lot there to unpack. I like this, man. It, it, it makes it, you know, once again, you're seeing, oh, this is a cool plane. So at the time, you, you see the plane, you see the draw for the military, you see the outfits, which if you look at the styles, that was a style for a pilot. I'm not saying all black, but I'm just saying like how the shape of the pants were, the boots and their jackets, the gloves, the hat. Like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was there from uh, the get-go, you know, and as I said, it really got me that we never got his name. Like, to, you know, what's his name? I don't know. We, we just call him Blackhawk. He was right. a tough commander, but his troops would go to the ends of the earth for him. All right. A little bit of a hothead sometimes, but he, his, his, he had the loyalty behind his troops. Uh, you know, that squadron. Mm-hmm. How they put it together in their base of operations was Blackhawk Island, which, once again, it was in the Atlantic, you know, ocean. It was in the Atlantic Ocean. There's Blackhawk Island, and they had their airstrips and and their base and, you know, anything they needed, their mess hall, the whole nine yards on this secret island that, at the time, they say they were funding themselves. I got theories. It's very reminiscent, and I don't know, and I can't prove it. I, I, I really don't know. Maybe someone out there knows. Was Blackhawk, in a way, an influence for the creation of Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Listen, uh, <laughs> I, I I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to segue to that movie at some point. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead, at man. Some, no, 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 no. It's perfect because you're absolutely correct. Like you can see the similarities. You can see at least if you want to get the mo- most modern type of visual representation. Of Blackhawks, it would be Sky Captain and and for tomorrow, that would be it for me. Uh, you, if anybody watches, we we spoke about that. We talked about yes, it. We have. So, if you get a chance, go back and go back and listen to that podcast. Check out that video, and you'll just see where we were referencing off of that. But you can see that the 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 whole idea for that time frame was in was in the nineteen forties. Literally, after like during at the end of World War II, so you can see the similarities, and you can see that the futuristic ideas that the wheel of what was it, the wheel of um, what, what was oh, it? the war wheels, the the, the war wheel, war wheel, yeah. war wheel. But there was another one. There was another. There was another. Um, oh, I mean the robots you're talking? Yes, because I'm here speak- trying to I'm trying to pull it up, but I'm just trying to find it here. I know. Are I, you talking about like, the robots it. in Sky Captain? No, not in Sky Captain, but in Black Hawk. Oh, oh yeah, Wheel of War, Wheel, Wheel of War. Uh, I know this they is... had uh, the the shark. Uh, yes, that was shark. The, yeah, like the robot shark kind of scenario. Yes. and just to come with that kind of concept, you can clearly see if you if you segue to Sky Captain, you will see like yeah, very futuristic uh, 
robotic type of imagery and ideas, but it also had that kind of, you know, robotic shark, you know, war, uh, wheel of war kind of scenarios, like, you know, doom war, like doom wheel kind of scenario. Like, okay, that's a little far-fetched, but like, hmm, that, that could actually work. That can, that can actually work. Yeah. So you can see the similarities on that. So yeah, Blackhawk had those type of not enemies, but those type of um, situations that they over, had to overcome that you can see, like, saying very able to draw in children, drawing people with, like, wow, that's not, I never thought of making a robotic uh, shark. Yes. Now you have. Sleep well. <laughs> Sleep well, little Timmy. <laughs> well, little Timmy, you got a project on Monday. True. And so the whole thing is what they were an independent fighting force, freedom force dealing with anyone that's trying to go against the United countries. End of World War II. They're still dealing with um, the, the Condor. I think it was Condor. Uh, King Condor was one of their reoccurring main enemies. Right? They had to deal with the, the war wheel. They had to deal with that, that shark force. They had to deal with, you know, another variation of someone made flying tanks. So it was really yeah. pushing the boundaries of imagination. But he never knew their name. So we knew that every person in Blackhawks is military trained. We know that each of them do have their specialty. So one could be a sniper, one's a, an ace pilot out of the ace pilot. Clearly Blackhawk is a leader that it, that it instills loyalty and he's there for his men. He goes the extra nine yards. So it had a lot of the good elements for that, making that team. They were more, you know, there was an elite team for dogfighting. Mm-hmm. Had the planes. Over the years, they've kind of gone up. The last time I read something about them personally is that they had something in their honor where it was before the New 52 universe. They had, um, when Lex Luthor was running for president in the Superman comic books, he turned around okay. at one point and he made an Air Force because he wanted to fight the invasion. And he made a special type of plane to help design a plane because Luthor's also a genius that can fly on, you know, in our atmosphere or head out to outer space. And the whole force was called Blackhawk. So it was a futuristic look on their plane and trying to almost bring them back. That was kind of a cool run. So with this and the original one, here's here's a couple of things that I try to always kind of, I love world building and I try to fill in the gaps. So one, why would you not know the name of Blackhawk? We know he's Polish. That's Mm -hmm. all we get. We never find out his name. So obviously his name had to be hidden for a reason. So my little world building self, I put things together is, you have to hide a name if it's going to harm your family. Like, this is why superheroes have secret identities. Right. I don't see, but I just kind of turn around and say, oh, okay, that one I didn't catch, was the fact that how would you get a plane? Like, I can't go and buy a plane, let alone seven or eight. How much money, you know, even in today's standards, back then standards, you're saving up and you're buying state-of-the-art planes, but you just seem to be Average Joe's. You right. ain't got the pocketbooks for that, cuz. So that never made um, sense to me. You had to be sponsored by somebody. So right. I always thought one of two scenarios. One, they're sponsored by maybe a secret group within the government. Like, you know, in the American, they got the Star Chamber, uh, right. you know, and these military things that would get together and say, okay, we're operating out of means. We've recruited this person. Your mm-hmm. job is you never tell anybody 
you take orders from somebody else. We give you a budget. We found you a deserted island. Yep. Here you go. Make it happen. There's certain things that we can't do, but we need to have someone ready. Almost like Canada has its own secret military team, and you never see mm. their faces. You'll never you, you see exercise them do some doing exercises, but you never see their faces. You they, their identities are completely, completely, completely secret from the general public and even others. Only certain people. Every time they're out in public, they wear a mask. You will never know what they look like. Right? They they right. they just show up to say, yeah, we're a secret military. Uh, you know, we we are. The Canadian version of G.I. Joe, you know? All right. Okay. That's all you're going to see. All of them wearing masks and they walk away. You're like, wow. Got it. Okay. Each nation has that. So I'm thinking someone from there, let's say it could be American, maybe it was Poland, maybe it was a couple of nations got together, put together and say, mm-hmm. hey, here's a budget. We like you. You're dedicated. We're going to re- redact everything that has your name on it. So there's never going to be a paper trail connecting you. Blackhawks, you don't wear a mask. So you go back, and if you look at his origin, Barn, he seems to come from humble meat, right? If he's if he's running back to a farm to see his family farm or family barn, then clearly they do some type of farming. Mm-hmm. His brother, his sister is dead. Brother badly injured. I'm assuming because you never hear talk about it that the parents must have passed away at this point. So if he's the only one and not have any really extended family or connected to any. No uh, aunts or uncles or anything like that. Then he never has to worry about showing his face because no one's really going to recognize him. And go, oh, there he is. Maybe he right. was a quiet kid, a loner kid in school. So it's not to say that he was a popular kid in school because people would recognize his face if they see him. Right. Right. Take that. He goes with whatever budget, and he gives the other soldiers the story of, "Hey guys, we save up and buy some planes and do our own thing." Yeah. Wink, wink. By the way. You put in a dollar. For every dollar you put in, I'll put in 10000 You know what I mean? Right. Like, Sir, we only have, between me and the guys, we raised $30. Don't worry about it. I got $30 million. So now we have $30 million and $30. Right. right? We bought the plane. Wink, wink. Sorry, we take orders from anybody? No, 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 no. What's your name? Blackhawk. Okay, what's your name? Blackhawk. Right, that's the West Indian coming out there because I always say, right, yeah. in West, it, it, anytime you go to the West Indies, you'll have family and you'll know them by their nicknames, but you'll never know their government name. And the time they mention their government name, you're like, you're confused. Who? Yeah, you're confused. What? Yeah, my cousin Fuzzy. I know Fuzzy for Fuzzy as years. One time he called me up and told me his real name, and I was like, not not shaking my head, going, no, I'm like, I didn't know who it was. He's on the phone. I was like, hi, right, it's your cousin. Uh huh. Give me his name. What? Mm, okay, sure. Yeah, there's family I don't remember or haven't met, maybe. And uh, sorry, oh, wait a minute. You know me as Fuzzy. Oh, Fuzzy, what's going on, man? I take my my tone totally changed. I can own up to that. So he went and just called me Blackhawk, and they went, okay. They call him Blackhawk. Yo, he just paid for the planes. I want to fly. Yeah. If he wants to be called Shirley Temple, I'll call him Shirley Temple. He got me a plane. He got us an island. He got us uniforms. Yeah, whatever. Right? And that's, yeah, we're good. So this is what he got. He, I think that he got that money from somewhere. Uh, and so that's that's one of my theories I have there. Um, or he had someone sponsor him independently. Right. right. You know, like another, will... yeah, bu- businessman that says, hey, you know what? I want to do something for my country. I'm too old to enlist. I'm too old to fight. 
Right. But my money, I got beaucoup bucks. Right. If you could form a team, almost like Knight Rider. Remember the TV show Knight Rider? 100%. Okay. okay. The guy was there. He's like, well, yeah, the Knight Industries, that's all my company. My son passed away. I'm going to get an operation make you look like my son. I'm going to give you this experimental car. Uh, we're going to, you know, give you all this. Go there and fight crime because crime is what someone in criminal element killed my son. And I want you to go and fight crime with all my resources. And that's how I give back. All right, let's go, kid. Let's go. And that'll be it. <laughs> so that's that's what I think would be more plausible for you. I mean, what's what's your theories on no, that? You know, I, I'm I'm honestly with that kind of theory as well, because if you want to think of it, you went with the good with the Knight Foundation, that's a good one. I would then even bring it down over DC. It's like it's like a Bruce Wayne. It's an Oliver Queen type of, you know, have the money. If all this is more like if we were to put it in a what's if situation, if mm. Oliver Queen wasn't, he still had his inheritance. He had his family fortune, but he couldn't be the Green Arrow. Let me fund somebody. Bruce, someone took his family. I just don't have the mental capacity to be a crime fighter or something, but I got buku money. I'm going to invest in someone to do that. So we'll just have to look at it in that standpoint. Yeah, I can I can definitely see from that aspect that thought process of having someone who can finance finance it. I mean, you can you can even step back and even say like say there are a couple of com, uh, com, uh, countries, France, Poland, US. Cuz those are at least the three ones that interacted that've been named in Blackhawk. So why cannot why cannot those you know those countries come together separate on their own without the you know without the sanction of the UN and they're on their own and just you know start you know here's an account withdraw from this use this now those are back in those days use this checkbook and and make make the proper deposit <laughs> make the proper uh, withdrawal and, and you're good to go okay so either storyline is possible so I could I could definitely say is one of the things that you know in the forties, in the early days, no one's going to try to question where does the person get the finance for that? But if we're going to kind of think of it from now standpoint, someone's going to ask that question. So let's be prepared and say the funds came from <clears throat> a different organization. Or or I'm even huh? gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go with well it's a trade-off of the government part. Um, i trying to remember the name of the corporation. Six million dollar man. Oh. I, I've been watching some stuff, so that it's just ISO. in my head. The ISO, that's right. I knew O was in there. I knew O was in there. Yeah, ISO. So think of the ISO, which is basically similar, right off, a, a segue branch off, like the Knight Foundation. Same kind of thing. So government, personal, privately owned, Listen, funds are out there. Someone's willing to put the money into it. Congratulations. Let's go. Let's go is right. Okay, you know, and it's a lot. It's I'm looking up the just the you know the, the training for for you know a pilot. So pretty much you're you're you've got obviously you're going to understand science physics to a certain degree, right? You're going to get trained in basic hand to hand combat. Right. Weapon training. Uh, yeah. Yep. So 
hand to hand combat, weapon training, survival training to a certain degree, because right. you know, as expensive as the planes are, planes can't fly themselves. So if the plane gets shot down, this is why they put the parachutes in the plane. If the pilot survives and he gets back, you're not losing that knowledge or that skill experience or the training yep. that the, the country's invested in him. You always give him another plane, but it takes long. It's, it's faster to build a plane than train a pilot. Right. So you already have hand to hand, small weapons training. You know, you might have long, you know, uh, long weapon training, uh, survival skills, those basic things. Okay. That's one. Then you got to get into uh, conditioning. So it's a lot of physical conditioning. So this way, when you're flying, you can take certain arcs, you can hit G forces. Uh, okay. That's another part of your training. And then, of course, right. navigation. Navigating with the basic tools and instruments because if all the nice gadgets and jewels go down on your plane, you know, you got to go and start navigating by stars or figuring this out or a good old compass, which is points true north, magnetic north, and figure where you need to go. You got to calculate wind speeds and then get into fighting. You got to get into dog fighting. Look, we've all seen the movie Top Gun. Okay. Right. All right, right. We we get that. And that was the the elite. That was the one percent out of all that. So this is what to me, Black Hawk is. Black Hawk was the Top Gun program before it was called, you know, Top Gun, so Very to speak. Good. Very good. Yep, yep. That's that's how it comes down. And he turns around. And now, as much as this is an air squadron, they do a lot of ground fighting tactics, infiltration, spy. Mm-hmm rescues on, on foot no plane involved on foot they had yep. their 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 signature plane doesn't mean they couldn't fly other planes which they did they felt they flew other types of planes so it shows you the extent of their army sorry their military training i won't say armies their military training air force training you know and even though they drew some of them out of shape or well, some were older but they mm-hmm. made up for it like one was a sharpshooter pretty much he was a sniper Yep. So I know uh, one of the guys with a sniper is like, yeah, I got to worry about running too quick. You guys go ahead. I'll stay right here. Okay. It's like, what do you do? I'm going to walk. Bridging chase. Not anymore. But they were, oh. oh, oh. I'll meet you so, guys there. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Meet you there. So I'm going to go into this. Here, Here's her. You know, so what would you, you know, what points do you have before we get into adapting this and maybe fan casting it, Rod? What's what's your your points here on that? My points on on it is it's it's a nice it's a nice comic in the sense of you have is well rounded, like you just said, and it, and I was, I was going to bring it to the to that point. Um, it's not all about air flight, dog fighting, and stuff like that. They were basically like an elite spy team division basically needed to infiltrate to get the secrets come back out deliver the secrets back out kind of you know back to your government back to your to yours to whoever is putting you out on those missions whoever you're, you're deploying on the missions you need to be able to go out and again thinking this back in the this is towards the end of you know world war ii type of scenario that this is the team that was you're the elite of elite. You're the, you're the top brass. You are the, the cream of the crop. So we're going to need you to do stuff that no other person can do. Can you do it? Yes. Okay, I'm going to need you to infiltrate. Go behind enemy, enemy lines. I need you to fly in. Make sure you're not detected. So we'll disavow you like Mission Impossible. 
You got to get the information and get back out. Okie dokie. And that's it. So I take that that the team was uh, very unique and it's it's a good it's a good storyline. You we do have stories where we do have characters who do stuff along that line, but it's always maybe individual. But you have a whole unit that's working as one. That's not that often you have that. Whose sole sole mission, sole sole reason to be written and created to be that type of infiltration type of team. And it's not a, it's not a lone wolf. This is a pack. You're running as a yeah, pack. Exactly. That's a big different thing. Yeah. They had a lot going on. And I'll, and I'll say this before we get in a little bit more. So mm-hmm. they had Blackhawk, who we said is the leader, and he was Polish, um, you know, then American. They they used to call him Art Hawk. Okay. That, that was yeah, it. So that he's the leader, yeah. right? And there's uh, Stan, uh, Stanilus. So Stanilus was Stanilus, the second in yeah. command. Right, mm-hmm. so he was Polish. Stan is initially depicted as like his teammate with various ethnic uh, uh, distinctions. Distinctions. So there we go. So that's it. Then you had Chuck. Yep. Chuck is either from Brooklyn or Texas. So they always kind of go back and forth on that. And then there is Hungerson, or known mm-hmm. as Hetty, and he was uh, he was you know Hetty. Uh, he was the oldest member of the Blackhawks, and he was the sharpshooter. Right? right. Then you had Andre. So Andre mm-hmm. was this pencil thin mustache. Uh, natural born, Savati. Um, you know, he was the ladies' man. He was the ladies' man. He was the French guy. He was also the demolitions expert. Famous words are sacre bleu. Uh, uh that's, then that's he had Olaf, who was, as I said, a giant of a man. He's portrayed as Swedish, you know, big size, but he said he had poor English, but he used to call him the big dumb Swede, but you know, that was just a stereotype, right? Uh, he was a strong man in the team. Then you had Chop Chop, who was originally the Chinese cook. But then became Blackhawk's sidekick, uh, riding off in Blackhawk's plane as opposed to piloting his own. So, you know, once again, times were different. Okay, mm-hmm. we're just saying what it is. At one point, when they got more later, they did give him his uniform and put Chop Chop in his own plane. So, this is where it comes down to. Oh, yes, uh, you know, they, they had some funky remix and looks at one point. You know, Blackhawk issue number 230, which came out in March of 1967. Had them all in like funky outfits. I guess they were just trying to update their look. So there you go. 1967 had issue number 230. There was a lot of issues. It was a lot. And I don't mean like issues like people, and she's got issues. He got issues. No, it was a lot of issues. Like there's a lot of books to read. So there's key mm-hmm. points. I know that one of the soldiers that was part of his team, uh, I think in issue number eight or 11 was left for dead. They, they they had to leave this person behind and then he comes back way later on and he's pissed off and he becomes a villain trying to bring down the Blackhawk team. So he was with the Blackhawk or Blackhawks and then he decided, that's it. Uh, you guys left me for dead. I'm pissed off. I want revenge. He, he had a Jason Todd moment. Right. Exactly. So this brings me to the very loving thing of, Rod, how would you adapt it? I have, I have theories. You got theories? I, I would I would like to, this one to be an actual movie. Uh, right? I would like to see a, li- a live back, uh, adaptation on this one. Yeah, and definitely, as I said, just to to get deep into the storyline of the lore of a team and a unit working together. Uh, just trying to remember the Deadly Dozen. I think it's the Deadly Dozen is or the Dirty Dozen. The, yeah, the Dirty Dozen. Sorry, the Dirty Dozen. That is yes. I can say that will be maybe that I'm, I don't know if that'll be an adaptation of Blackhawks 
from Ooh. at least for, you know, when they did a movie of it, but that will yeah. be not, I, as I thought it afterwards, I realized I'm dead sure there was something and I, I, I stand corrected. I definitely say what I'm wrong. The dirty dozen, that was at least another movie where there was working as a team to infiltrate. They were army. Black Hawk is Air Force. So That's at right. least you can say each division had their own elite team to do what they had to do. So I would like to see this as a live adaptation. Uh, so you can definitely get into the lore of having these elite guys realizing you can get into how they're so different and how all their different unique styles contribute and help each other out to succeed and become a great team that they are. I like that. I like that. Okay. Okay. So the only person with a cast is Blackhawks. I mean, I know it's a no, big No, that's team. exactly that's it. And that's exactly it. So how, who, who I wanted to, to cast for Blackhawk, I wanted yeah. to get was some a little, you know, who had, who can show up to be uh, a problem, not a problem, but someone you can just look and just say, Oh, you, you're, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to hurt somebody. It's going to be, where is this guy? Here you are. I want to have John Bertinell. John Bertinell. John Bertinell, John Bertinell is, um, we will know him in the world of Marvel. As, no. Yes. I can see him wearing the old school Blackhawk outfit leading commanding being a tough as 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 nails getting the mission done so if anybody's not recognizing who i'm talking about i'm talking about john bertinell who plays in marvel um marvel shows as the punisher yeah yeah first i was like who who and he said it's like and then he's like no yeah he's got the he plays a punisher he played shane in walking dead yep he even played the brother of Ben Affleck in the movie The Accountant. Because I always make jokes that here we have Batman fighting, you know, Punisher, or better yet, Daredevil fighting the Punisher when every time I see The Accountant. Wow. I, I, would, I would go for that. And then again, we know the other characters are very unique and everything like that. I mean, you know, they can be cast... Um, cast as as is and you know who you know who's best fitted for the particular role but for a name that i'll at least draw people in and make people wonder oh i think i want to see that yeah john burton please i'll take that all right touche sir touche touche so so i'm gonna gonna come on here i'm gonna hit you with a one-two punch real quick so, okay. yes, um, I agree with you. I would love to see this movie. Sorry, I would like to see it as a movie live action. Now, do I need it in a theater release or a streaming service release? I'm going to go streaming service release because I always feel a little bit disappointed when DC takes, or Warner Brothers, I say, Warner Brothers takes and they put it on the big screen because I think sometimes they, they overdo it and it misses the mark. But when they put it mm-hmm. on, let's say, a streaming service, I think it does a lot better. So that's just my opinion. Don't hate me for it. I'm just, that's what it is. So give it to me like on Amazon. You know, uh, I know, I know, was it uh, the the Warner Brothers streaming service, uh, Paramount, or, or whatever the streaming service is kind of going down, uh, or HBO Plus, but give it to me on one of those streaming services. Yeah. Like on Amazon, Amazon can do a really good job with it with the studio and have a decent budget that's going to make it fly, so to speak. So mm-hmm. definitely give it to me as a movie. 
I don't think I need a series on it. I think the series might drag it out a little bit too much. Give yeah. it to me as a movie, a couple of movies. I'm good with that. Or it's okay. going to be like a limited series, live action limited series, eight episodes, one and done. But it's got it, no. Give it to me as a movie. Yeah, I'm still with a movie. Uh, you know, so I'm going with a movie streaming service, live action. It has to come up with new shooting techniques. So just what they did for Maverick, showing some of the dog fights. I okay. want to see things done with that kind of angle. I mean, we had the technology. Let's use it. So I don't want to okay. see the traditional dog, dog fight. Like they had that TV show. Was it blah, blah, black sheep or whatever it was, or black sheep, which was another army um, show dealing with very similar things. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, but that's what it was called. It was called black sheep. I remember watching because it, it had a certain type of model plane on there that I used to love watching. When I was, you know, dealing with the military. So, anyways, that's what I'm going with. The outfits, no problem. That's easy costume design to do. I would say lean on more things. So, to play my Black Hawk, I am going. I said Black Hawk. I know someone up there is going to say something funny. Ha ha ha. Is the actor Paul Wesley? So, Paul Wesley, a couple of things. Uh, I like his look. He's a slimmer guy. He, he looks like a pilot. He's already got the dark hair. He has. He is a Polish. He's Polish background. He, not, he is a Polish. He has Polish background. So you can okay. bring some of that into that character. And uh, he was in the Vampire Diaries. He was one of the main cast members from the Vampire Diaries. And he's done other stuff on top of that. So that was who I'd have as Blackhawk. Now here's okay. where I get a little bit dirty fighting. Oh boy. I would bring in another actor, and his name is Ben uh, Browder. Okay, E R E R O W D E R. So Ben Browder played Blackhawk in the Arrow TV show, but he's older. Okay, I'm not having two Blackhawks. My thing is, I'm going to have Paul Wesley play Blackhawk. And I'm going to have Ben, who's already played Blackhawk, but this time give him a different role as an, you know, an industrialist. He owns an airplane manufacturing company. Let him be that guy. You have like, you know, you have a, a Boeing that's in Montreal. Let him mm-hmm. be the CEO of the, you know, the uh, manufacturer who's manufacturing and supplying planes through the war effort. And he has a couple of experimental planes. Because he can't join the army himself or the Air Force himself to help let the two of them have a chance meeting where it says, hey, I can't do this, but I need something done. Here's a couple of these planes. I'll supply you with these planes. I found this one island out of view that I can mysteriously have supplies dropped off at to be a benefactor. You just have to follow certain missions. Everything is up to you. I can point you in a direction. You just make it happen. If anything happens, that's you and you alone. And because you mm-hmm. are an independent air force, you have no association with any government. So anything that goes wrong can't be blown black, blown uh, back politically on mm-hmm. certain people or governments right. or put us in embarrassing situations. You can just say whatever. That mm-hmm. still keeps in line with his true origin, and he can still say, yeah, we saved up and bought the planes. He doesn't have to tell the other troops how he really got the plane. So part of the story is, where did he get the money from? 
Right. They know he might tell his troops, what's your first name? Oh my, uh, you know what? Call me Bart. Bart what? Bart Hawk. That's why I go by Black Hawk and leave it at that. His real name is something different. They can part, put that part of the story and add to it without taking away from the character. So that's what I'm going. I'm going, give me Paul Wesley, Black Hawk. You play a little bit of his origin, play a little bit, you know, hide in with the other guy who played Black Hawk in Arrow. So that's a little Easter egg for fans. Give it to me as a streaming movie on one of the services. Give me some of the air shots like they did for Maverick with the old school planes. Long fighting that way. Gentlemen, we are done. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm here checking Paul Wesley. You know who Paul Wesley also plays? Who's that? Uh, he's Captain Kirk in Strange New World. That's it. Look, even I don't know everything, but there we go. Yes, yes, yes. Captain Kirk in Strange New World. Thank you once again to the Star Trek universe for helping me out with another one. <laughs> okay. Long and prosper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Okay, and I, and I just—that's how I piece it together in my head. So that's my—that's my little bubble there on what. Okay. All right. All right. Once again, live long and prosper. Watch this guy. <laughs> okay. I think we do this over over Zoom and stuff like that because if Rod was beside me right now, he would poke me. And he's a very peaceful person. <laughs> and you win pipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dash off the windpipe, pipe across the eyes. Funny, funny. Oh, we got our moments. No, I wouldn't do that, people. I wouldn't do that, people. Really, I wouldn't. I'm a nice guy. He is, but hit me nicely too. Okay, Rod man. So, uh, yeah, that's my that's my thing. Any last words, guy? Um, you know what? No, I I think we we did a good. This was a good show. This was definitely some good information. Everybody was uh was educated and hopefully got some nice tidbits on Blackhawk, uh, myself included. And uh, listen, that's what the show is about. It's not 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 only are you, the listeners, catching some knowledge. Sometimes we just catch some knowledge ourselves by just you know, can we do our own little research on our own and and you know, bring our own little our own little flavor to this thing that we call the Iconist Podcast. And uh, hope you're enjoying it. I know I am. Three years in, I think we're still good. Let's go. Just saying. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'll leave you guys on this, on the Iconist podcast. We know the icon is Blackhawks, and we just finished wrapping up that episode. So remember, like, subscribe, and share to our channels, uh, to our YouTube channel, our Podbean channel, please, our Podbean channel, please. You know, and and put your comments below. We always like interacting with our fans as much as possible. And this whole world was started by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imag- imagination. Deep on dreaming. Go oh. bombs over. Ba- okay, I'm good. Oh. That's right. Andre 3000 comes up with a new album. Come on, let's see what happens on that one. Let's go. (laughs) Have yourself a good night. And once again, Sean, thanks for your service. Take it easy, everyone. Dave.